The following is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to Life as a Life Schooler, where we talk about how to merge life with homeschooling. I'm Danielle Papagiorgio, and today we're talking with Garrett and Yvette Hampton, who have a very unique homeschooling situation right now. They're actually working on a documentary called Schoolhouse Rot. Garrett and Yvette Hampton, along with their two daughters, Brooklyn and Lacey, are passionate about God, homeschooling, and spending time together as a family. So much so, in fact, that last year they sold most of their possessions, purchased an RV, and are traveling full-time exploring this beautiful country while filming a feature-length documentary on homeschooling called Schoolhouse Rocked, The Homeschool Revolution. Garrett is a movie industry veteran with credits on some of the biggest movies of the last decade. Yvette's greatest enjoyment is being a full-time wife and mom. Garrett and Yvette are both from Southern California and are in their seventh year of homeschooling. They have a passion for helping and encouraging those just getting started or considering homeschooling, as well as those who are, who are in the midst of it as they are. Their strongest desire is that Schoolhouse Rocked will encourage families to homeschool with confidence, equip them to overcome the challenges that cause many to give up, and to finish strong. So welcome, Garrett and Yvette. I'm so happy to have you guys on the show today. Thank, Thank you. you. We're very happy to be here. Yeah, it's great. And it's been really fun getting to know you guys over the past few months and um, just really excited about this project that you have Thank going you. on. Yeah. Thanks. So, but, but before we kind of talk about that, why don't we start at the beginning of your story. Tell us how you got started homeschooling and what that looks like, because I know from talking to you, that was not your original plan, was it? No, no, not at all. We, we actually, we swore we would never homeschool. Um, we had friends <laughs> like so growing many. up who had been homeschooled, and um, we just had so many misconceptions about what homeschooling was. Right. And so we were married for almost 11 years before our oldest daughter was born. And through that whole time, we said we would never, ever homeschool. We would never do that to our children. We would never do that to ourselves. <laughs> Um, and then after Brooklyn was born, even, you know, into her first couple years, we still would say we would never homeschool. And um, I was one who did not enjoy school as a kid. It, it was very um, difficult for me. It was a challenge. I loved the social aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, that played into my whole, I would never homeschool because homeschool kids are unsocialized. And, right. Um, <laughs> And so, you know, I didn't enjoy it the first time, so I thought, why in the world would I torture myself and do it again? And so, um, God had a completely different plan for us, and when Brooklyn was going into kindergarten, uh, the schools were from the Los Angeles area, and the particular school that was in our neighborhood that she would have gone to, the public school, was a very bad school. It was very, it would have been unsafe for her to go there. Mm. And um, so we just said, well, you know, we, <laughs> we don't know what we're going to do. We couldn't afford uh, private school at the time. The private school that we would have sent her to was very expensive. And um, public school wasn't an option. So we said, well, we'll just homeschool for the first year. How hard can that be? It's just kindergarten. And um, I think all along I had kind of thought, well, you know, I could work if she goes to private school and stuff. But then I had a newborn. So uh, Lacey, our youngest, was born uh, 
that Brooklyn was almost five. So that, that first year of kindergarten, I had an infant. So then I couldn't work. And um, anyway, we ended up going to a homeschool convention that summer before she was going into kindergarten. Some friends of ours had encouraged us to do that. And um, so we went. And that weekend alone, the Lord completely changed both of our hearts. And we walked into that convention, and our eyes were just completely open to what homeschooling really is. And it was not at all what we thought that it was. And um, and we were very encouraged. And we both came out of that convention and just said, not only are we going to homeschool, but we are now homeschooling advocates. We were so excited mm-hmm. about it. And so that started our journey. And we're now in our seventh year. Brooklyn, our oldest, is in sixth grade this year. And Lacey, our youngest, is in first grade. And it has been just an incredible blessing that we are so, so thankful that the Lord did not listen to our whines and complaints about not wanting to homeschool. But he had his his plan was so much better, so much better, and so um, yeah. so yes, we we said we never would, and here we are making a movie about it. <laughs> kind of funny. I just, yeah, I just love that. I love how God does that, and I think yeah. there's many of us who have said those words and you never say that you, you just never say I will never <laughs> fill in the blank because yeah God has a sense of humor about these things but I think yeah. it's really a really neat thing that you even had an open enough mind to go to a homeschool convention and just kind of check mm-hmm. it out because um, you know a lot of a lot of parents who have these preconceived ideas um, and are kind of just set on what they're going to do, don't really give it much of a, a second look, you know? So I think it's really right. neat that you had friends who really encouraged you that direction and that you had an open enough mind to check it out and see what it, what it truly was about. Yeah, it was. And, and, you know, it's funny because coming out of that convention, I think I went in, I went in excited about the idea of homeschooling. At that point, we had made the decision that that's what we were going to do. And I actually came out of that convention encouraged more encouraged about homeschooling but probably more confused (laughs) about homeschooling because I remember going to one of the workshops and it was on all the different methods of homeschooling and they talked about classical and Charlotte Mason and unschooling and I was like Mm. what are they saying I mean I literally (laughs) had no idea what any of these things meant none at all and um and so that's so much you know we can talk about that in a minute but that's so much part of this movie is really helping people to understand this is what homeschooling looks like. It looks differently for everybody. And these are some of the methods that you can use. And some people mix them up. And and so we've talked to different specialists who are specialists in those particular fields, whether it's classical or Charlotte Mason or unschooling or life schooling Mm -hmm. um, and all of those things. And so, but I I really did walk out of there very confused, but at the same time, more excited about homeschooling. And I just thought, you know what? God's going to fill in the gaps. He, he will help us figure out what it is that we need to do. And he has. I, I even remember one of my friends saying, you know, you're going to start with one curriculum, and then you'll kind of piece together math with this curriculum and science with that one in history. And I remember thinking, why would I do that? Like, why would I not just buy one curriculum from one company and do it all? Mm-hmm. And, um, of course, you know, seven years into that, I've realized, yep, that's what most do. You yep. figure out what works best for your child and for your teaching style and all of that, and you 
mm-hmm. piece it together and you do what works best for your family. So and, and even in year six and seven, that changed a bunch for us mm-hmm. because we had to tailor it to our new lifestyle, which right. meant we had to scale back and make it able to travel. And so it keeps changing a little bit. But the one thing that struck us as we've been talking with people who, you know, everybody kind of promotes their, uh, their method. But the funny thing is, we haven't met one person who says, oh, this is what you have to do and it works mm-hmm. for, every, uh, for every family. Pretty much everybody says, you know, it's going to work for some people and it'll be great for some fam- families, but everybody's going to find something a little different. It was one yeah. of the things we loved about the Life Schooling Conference was that that conference was so focused on just integrating school into everyday life. and having your family and your your lives and your livelihood uh, be a part of your kids' education. And that's what we found is it has been most effective for a lot of people is just making school life. Uh-huh. And our kids learn that way. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think it's true. It, one thing is not going to work for everybody, and that's one of the things I try to really focus on with um with really promoting this life schooling idea is the fact that it is about freedom. I mean, that's the whole thing right. um, yes. that it's about is the whole life schooling thing is about the freedom to explore all of these different uh, methods and different types of curricula and really see what works with your family, but ultimately making those relationships primary, making um, finding what your child's particular giftedness is, what areas they're they're really designed to pursue and then helping them do that throughout a lifestyle so and you know I guess to borrow kind of the Charlotte Mason term it's it is a lifestyle of learning sure Um, yeah I remember we we read a book and I can't remember off the top of my head what book it was I'll think of it in a second um but this was early on when Brooklyn was probably maybe first grade or second grade and you know we had the whole idea that you homeschooling was bringing school into your home and so we would uh-huh. you know I would sit her down at the table and I would put her worksheets in front of her and um, and not that worksheets are bad but right. she was one that she, I mean to this day she absolutely despises worksheets she <laughs> hates them but the girl can memorize like crazy I mean it's she has an incredible mind to memorize that's great and but she would sit down and do school and she would want to have her baby dolls with her and I would say no 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 it's time to put all the babies away and um, then we read this book and in the book he talks about the importance of little girls learning to be homemakers and moms and how it's okay to incorporate those things into school and so then I thought well I guess it's okay for her to have her baby dolls and so she would get her little high chair and she would set it (laughs) you know right next to her and she would do her work and every morning she would get her she would call it her baby of the day and she would sit with her baby next to her and she would make sure that her baby was eating and make sure that she was tended to and she'd go put her down for a nap and she's now 11 and a half and she's still now she loves real babies. Um, she is a mommy in the making. I mean, she absolutely loves babies and children. And her desire is to be a wife and a mom. And it was so neat to just have that freedom of being able to say, okay, it's okay for you to have your baby doll next to you. Because it's not, you're not sitting in a classroom with a bunch of other kids. You're at home. And she was still learning to be nurturing and be a mommy while doing her ABCs and doing her math and things like that. And so it was so much fun to be able to just incorporate that part of her and Mm -hmm. how God has wired her 
into her education as well. Yeah, that's that's really neat, and that's a great example of exactly what we're talking about. Um, um, so you kind of touched on this a little bit. I wanted to ask you how how the movie came about and what your mission is with it. And I know, like I said, you touched on it a little bit with this idea of just sort of bringing the whole topic down to a level that people can understand who aren't familiar with Charlotte Mason and classical and all these different terms. Mm -hmm. Because I think that's a really good point. We can kind of take that for granted sometimes in the homeschool world. Like, mm -hmm. you know, just throw these terms around like everyone understands what we're talking about. Right. <laughs> but, but it is like our own little language, isn't it? So, yes, so I, I really love how you're doing that and, and making it more of a, um, just bringing it to the masses, I guess, so to speak. Thank you. Yeah. So, so what I'd love to do is talk about the mission first uh -huh. and then go into how it came about because I think the mission is so much more important than the backstory, mm -hmm. but there's a great backstory as well. Um, the mission of the movie is really simple. It's to encourage and equip homeschool families. We want to encourage people to start homeschooling, and when they get in it, uh, give them the, the equipment, the resources, and the encouragement they need to get over the humps and, and finish strong at the end. We are so encouraged by the homeschool movement. We see this as a, a real revolution in, in education. We don't just give lip service to the revolution. We, we really, you know, we're not even making the case in the movie that public schools are failing because honestly, uh, public schools are, are failing in many obvious ways. Yeah. We don't feel like we have to make that case. But we do want to make the case that homeschooling is a really, really good alternative and that it can suit your family and that um, regular moms who aren't, you know, trained teachers are the perfect teachers for their kids. Mm -hmm. And what we see coming out on the other end is such a good thing. We really believe that tomorrow's leaders are today's homeschoolers. And so we want to build up families that are homeschooling. And the other thing we want to do, which I think is probably no less important is when a family feels called to homeschool and they have someone in their life who's telling them oh well, why do you think you can school your kids you're not a teacher how do you know what do you know about classroom management and and uh, classroom planning and curriculum mm -hmm. for them to be able to say look i have this movie i'd love you to watch it and have it answer some of those questions because honestly those were many of our reservations before we started and so we're definitely going to tackle that. Um, the movie has a pretty light emphasis on educational methods. It's more about, uh, you know, showing a picture of what homeschooling is and allowing people to see that it's a real thing that can be really good for your family and that your kids will come out on the other end prepared for life and, uh, you know, prepared to serve God if that's your, if that's your family's goal, which for us, that that's our primary goal is that our kids become prepared to serve God with their whole lives and that they're well prepared to do that. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we really want to just build up homeschool families and we want to encourage new families to join. Um, the movie came about in kind of a funny way. Uh, I had worked in the movie industry for many years and it was taking a huge toll on our family. I was away a lot and I really loved my job, but um, it was causing me to sacrifice things that I didn't want to sacrifice and it was uh, causing problems for the family. Mm -hmm. And so uh, a couple years ago, 
I actually just quit my job. And it was the hardest thing I'd ever done. I didn't have a backup plan. Hmm. But I realized that if I kept doing what I was doing, it was either going to lead to real problems with our girls or real problems in our marriage or real problems with my health, none of which were acceptable to me. So I quit my job, and I called Yvette, and I said, hey, babe, I just quit my job. And she said, <laughs> praise God. Wow. <laughs> and the girls, the girls uh, heard from their mom and were literally celebrating in the background. Oh, wow. And so God was good to our family. And the following year after I quit my job, I ended up actually getting to teach film at a Christian school where we lived, and it was a great time. And during that year, uh, I helped a, a film student at Biola do a film project on homeschooling. And I was just in the right place to shoot some stuff. Uh, her brother was at the school I worked at, and we were good friends. And so I shot him teaching and uh, sent her the, the footage. And the short film came out really good and was really an encouragement. And when the short film was done, I felt like it needed to be a feature. And so I talked to her and I said, hey, you should really make a, a feature-length film out of this. And she just really didn't have a desire to do it. She, um, you know, she had done a great job with her short, but just had no desire to do a feature. And so that kind of just always was nagging at me. Hmm. Um, not that she wouldn't do it, but that somebody needed to because I thought it was such a great idea. And at the end of that year, uh, we knew a few months before the end of that first year that that job was not going to go on the next year. Um, I had been hired on a year contract, and the contract wasn't going to be renewed. And so we were looking for what, what to do next. And as we were looking, we felt called by God to leave California, and we felt called by God to do this film. And he... Um, he continued to impress that upon us and just made it very clear that it was his desire for us to um, pick up and go. And he confirmed that for us in a couple of crazy ways. Um, the one was, in order for us to leave the state, we had to sell our house. And so we listed our house, and the next day we had an offer on our house. Wow. And so we, we, you know, when we listed the house, we said, Lord, if this is your will, make it clear to us. And that was just one of the ways that the next day we got an offer on the house. And we didn't we didn't end up closing that offer, but it sold very, very fast. And we had to figure out what to do. So um, he has guided us and, and made his will pretty clear to us. And we've just tried to follow and be obedient to him. Wow. That's such an amazing story. And, you know, it's so often I think when you follow the Lord, you don't always necessarily know what's going to happen, you know. Yeah. Um, I think in in our humanity, we want to know what the next step is. We want to we mm -hmm. want to walk by sight rather than by faith. But this right. is a faith walk, and just to have the boldness and the faith to just you know quit your job and, <laughs> and not really know what, what the next step is. I mean, that's that's pretty. That's a lot of faith that takes a huge step of faith and just the fact that your wife stood alongside you and supported you and of course I think maybe it's easier for us as wives sometimes we don't have that same pressure of the responsibility um, that you men do but but I think that's just awesome and and I just I just love that whole story and I have to ask you then about <laughs> about the next crazy phase where you 
sold most of your stuff and moved yeah. into a little camper. <laughs> yep. <laughs> because that, was, I, that was crazy. That's a good way to say yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> because I can't imagine, I'm sure our listeners can't imagine what that would be like to, to do that and how you choose what, what do we leave and what do we take and, yeah. and all of that stuff. And I, I want to ask you about that, but I also want to ask you about the name of your company. So maybe we'll start with that and then move into into this whole process of, of how you got to, um, you know, how, how you do it. Check, how do you do yeah. it? <laughs> but tell yeah, us, so the, na- the name of your co- company, oh. I'm sorry, that, so I'm the name sorry. of your company is Bronze Oxen, and I was poking around on your site, and uh, I love the story behind that. So real quick, share with us um, what that means. Yeah, so the, the production company is called Bronze Oxen, and what that comes from is um, the, the sea in the temple, in Solomon's temple, stood on 12 big bronze oxen. And what the sea was, was a big metal water vessel. It would have weighed several tons. Hmm. And it stood on the back of these 12 bronze oxen in the temple. And that, that to me was interesting. But when you read what happens with the Israelites as they're leaving Egypt... And Moses is leading them through the desert. Moses goes up on the mountain to speak with God. And the Israelites get tired of waiting and decide to make themselves their own gods. And Aaron uh, casts a golden calf in the desert. And the Israelites worship this golden calf. And God is ready to destroy them. And Moses uh, says, well, you know, you can't destroy them. You send them out in the desert and all of their enemies would say, Look at what God did. He delivered his people into the desert to be destroyed. So Moses intervenes on the side of the uh, Israelites, but he comes down and he's so offended by this golden calf that he destroys the golden calf. He he, uh, grinds it up and burns it and scatters it on the water and makes the Israelites drink it. It's such a horrible abomination. And... Then, uh, as, as Solomon is preparing to build the temple, God actually is revealing the plans of the temple to Solomon. And, and Solomon has this craftsman craft these golden calves. And it struck me hmm. that we are in the movie business, we are in a graven image making business. Um, it's, it's very much our job to make uh, things that could be construed as idols or graven images. And so as I was teaching film to these Christian high schoolers and middle schoolers, I didn't want to be teaching them to be little idol makers. So I went into the Bible and I looked and I I dug in hard and and tried to determine if what we did was appropriate for young Christian kids and for a a seasoned Christian artist. Mm -hmm. And um, the thing that struck me about the bronze oxen was that in one case, you have Aaron making a golden calf, a big metal cow that's an abomination and almost gets the Israelites wiped off the earth. And in another case, you have Solomon having these bronze oxen made, a bunch of big metal cows to be used in worship in the temple. And they're, they're, uh, they're put there at the direction of God to be used in the perfect worship of the one true God. And so what I found was that the, the whole idea of graven image making, the image and the, the making of the image is not the problem and it's not the sin. It's the intended use of the image. So we named our company Bronze Oxen 
to remind us that what we do with our work must be for the Lord's glory, and our heart has to stay intent on worshiping Him appropriately with our work. I just love that. I think that is such a meaningful name to to name mm-hmm. your company. It's. I read that this afternoon. I thought, wow, I've got to ask them about that. So little, yeah. little. Um, I just wanted to make sure that we we um, talked about that because again, I just think it's a really cool story. But tell us Thank now. You. We got to hear. How do you live in a little <laughs> tiny, <laughs> little tiny, um, you know, um, camper travel trailer? Travel trailer. <laughs> yeah. Think of the word. How do you how do you well, do that? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not easy. Um, and. So, so you, you, you talked about us selling our stuff. So about a year ago, you know, Garrett said we sold our house, um, and we sold pretty much everything in our house. I, I mean, every, all of our furniture, almost all of our kitchen stuff, all, everything. We sold wow. it all. Um, we had to go through and figure out what we needed to keep as far as clothes and um, school supplies. I had a massive schoolroom that was probably, it was like double the size of a typical kid's bedroom. Wow. And... Um, it was beautiful. I loved my schoolroom. Had pretty walls, and I had a huge seven-foot-tall bookcase, and I had a closet that was full of every arts and craft and curriculum that you could imagine. And um, when we felt the Lord calling us to do this, to to make this movie, to sell all of our stuff, and to just venture out on the road and travel the country, we of course had to get rid of all of our stuff, and we didn't. We did not want to store it. We didn't feel that that was the right thing for us to do. Mm-hmm. And so we had boxes and boxes. We've been married for 22 years. And so we had, you know, boxes of stuff, our childhood stuff, hmm. um, trophies, awards. I mean, you name it, we had it. And it was all <laughs> just stuffed in boxes. And we would just tote it around from house to house whenever we moved. <laughs> and we just came to realize that it, it's just stuff. And um, a lot of it is stuff that we were blessed by, but it's just things that we didn't really need. And so um, we had the help of a lot of friends. We had a huge estate sale. We sold a lot of stuff to friends. Um, Friends would come over. I mean, it took months, literally, to go through all of our stuff. And, um, you know, I had friends who would come into my schoolroom and help me decide what we needed to keep, what we needed to sell. And Um, It was it was not an easy task, but it wasn't difficult in the sense of letting go of it emotionally It was more just hard work to do Mm -hmm. it because it was so very time-consuming and um, so after several months and um, a couple of huge huge yard sales and estate sales we finally got rid of it all and um, we, We kept a few things that were special to us, but for the most part everything went and our, our parents have a couple of boxes of ours that that they're storing for us of, you know, my fine china and some, mm-hmm. you know, baby books and yearbooks and things like that. So we, we kept a few things, but pretty much all of it went away. Wow. And uh, in the process, we um, we sold both of our cars along with our house, and then the Lord provided us with the perfect trailer that we wanted and a truck to go with it. And, um, and so we basically as far as kitchen stuff kept what we needed for the trailer and um school stuff we have a teeny tiny little cabinet it's actually what's supposed to be the pantry in the trailer that's our school cabinet um so whatever fit in there was what we kept and our clothes were dwindled down to just about nothing (laughs) (laughs) and um, that's probably been the hardest thing and um you know god just provided 
the space that we needed for the stuff that we needed to keep. And we have done fine with it. There has not been very much stuff that we've really missed. Um, there's been maybe a few homeschool items that I thought, man, I wish I had not gotten rid of this <laughs> or that. But for, for the most part, we've been able to survive just fine. As far as the living space goes, it's really small. We're kind of always bumping into each other. But um, right now we're, we're parked in the Savannah, Georgia area. And we, we travel quite a lot from where we are but most of the time we're in Savannah and Garrett's mom and dad live in the Savannah area. And so we spend a lot of time at their house so that we can work and stretch out and, and so that we're not all cooped up inside of our trailer all of the time. That's nice. So it, it is, it is really nice. Um, we weren't sure when we left California, we, we really didn't know what our plan was. We left on December 15th and we knew that our plan was to be in Georgia by Christmas because we have family here in uh, Savannah mm -hmm. and so that was our, our plan was to make it to Georgia for Christmas and we had no idea how long we were going to stay like I mean we <laughs> didn't know if it was going to be a month or six months or what now it's been what About nine, nine months almost <laughs> and and we're still here but like I said we we travel we're probably gone an average of maybe a week each month um you know just probably mm -hmm. we've, we've been to Alabama and North Carolina, South Carolina, Ohio, Tennessee, Kentucky, um, Florida. We've, we've kind of gone to a whole lot of different places from here. So um, so it's it's been good to have family here so that we can stretch our legs a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and, definitely. Uh, you, yeah. you talked about walking by faith and not by sight. And one of the things we were convicted of as we were leaving was that we, we felt very sure that God was calling calling us out of California, but we did not feel any surety about where he was calling us to. We only knew that we needed to go. And so when people would ask us where we, would, where we were going to move, we would tell them we're moving to America. Right. <laughs> and so the trailer for us was a bit of a necessity only because we knew we needed to go and we needed to be mobile and had no idea where we were going to land. And the truth is, we, we won't land till probably a year after the movie's done, just because throughout production, we'll be traveling for production. Mm -hmm. And then when the movie's done, we'll travel to homeschool conferences and promote the movie and meet people and talk. And uh, so it's been a blessing to have a place that's temporary. And it, as weird as that sounds, because mm -hmm. we've owned homes for most of our marriage, We've never been temporary people. We haven't even really been big campers, um, <laughs> but it's it's worked out really well for us. But it was we felt very clearly called to leave and had no idea where we were going. So when we were selling everything, we don't we didn't know at the time, and we still don't know, um, you know, when we would be buying new furniture and when we would be settling down. So it it was definitely a, a move of faith. But God has been really good and has rewarded it. And and not to say that our faith warranted the reward, but he has been good and blessed us through this time. Yeah, and we still have no idea. It's funny. People ask us all the time, <laughs> when are you going to land or where are you going to land? And we just say we, we have no idea, none at all. We will go exactly where God wants yep, us. Wherever we can serve him best as a family is where we will end up. You know, I have my fantasies about where we're going to end up. Um <laughs> But who knows where we'll land yeah. <laughs> in the end. So probably not California, though. We will most likely not end up back in California unless God says go back. 
Um, right. But that's uh-huh. neat. It just it reminds me of Abraham. You know, God said, yeah. "Go to a land which I shall give you," <laughs> and he just got up and left. <laughs> so it's neat. Just I I just love your story. So I just think what you guys, again, going back to this whole life schooling thing, what you're doing is the classic example of life schooling to me because just for the reminder for our listeners, life schooling, the definition is the individualized process of discovering your child's God-given gifts and talents through real life experiences. This is very real life that happen within the context of your family's unique situations and missions. And you guys are living this mission that God has called you to. And I just think it's so exciting. What do you see um, with your kids? Like how have you seen them grow through this? And um, what are some of the experiences that they've gained? And have you seen really some sparks of interest that have developed out of this that kind of show what their individual talents and, and gifts are? Um, I, I will say it's been different for both of them. Um, for Brooklyn, our oldest, she she was the one who, of, of the four of us, she definitely had the hardest time with leaving family and friends in California and, and just she's she liked her life there a whole lot and she really had a hard time leaving and so Mm -hmm. God has really grown her spiritually a lot in the last year because she has really had to depend on God to to Mm -hmm. get her through this it has been a very big and difficult transition for her Um, but we've seen her mature in ways that I don't think we would have seen her mature had we not done this and, you know, we've had to tell her over and over again, there is no better place to be than in the center of God's will. And this is where God has called our family to. Mm-hmm. And you talk about, you know, the life schooling is um, your family's unique situation and mission. And we really feel like this is our mission field. I mean, we feel very, very, very strongly that God has called our family to this ministry and mission of filming Schoolhouse Rocked and getting this out there. Mm-hmm. And um, so we... I won't call us missionaries, but we essentially feel like, you know, we are on a mission from God. Yeah. And um, and so it's been really neat to watch her grapple with that. As hard as it's been to watch her grapple with it, it's been really neat to watch her grow and to realize, okay, life is going to be okay. God is in control, and I am going to survive through the hard times because mm-hmm. she's going to have hard times in her life. Of course, we all do. Um, and so... That's been, I think, a, a good thing for her. Um, Lacey, our little one, she is a huge people person. She makes friends everywhere she goes. And so um, mm-hmm. she has not struggled really <laughs> too much at all <laughs> with this. I mean, she just kind of jumped right into life and was like, oh, new place, new friends. Yay, that's more friends for me. And um, <laughs> so the, the thing great. I wanted to touch on that Yvette kind of hit on was that it has been beautiful to see the girls take on the mission. Mm -hmm. And even with Brooklyn, there was a struggle for, I would say, probably two months where she was hurting because we left. But um, the girls both became very convinced early on that we were doing what God had called us to do. And they feel called to it as well. And so it's been beautiful to see them as young people um, answer the call of God and feel that they have mistake in working with us in fulfilling this mission and um, they've done that in different ways but Brooklyn has very much taken on the family business and she helps 
and she actually is a great help on set when we're shooting and stuff. And then Lacey has become the little uh, the little marketer yeah. and evangelist <laughs> for the movie. Yes, she and is. She was handing yes. everyone stickers at the last conference. Yeah, yes. <laughs> that was great. She loves giving out those stickers. She loves giving out cards. And she walks up to people in Chick-fil-A or wherever we are and says, Hey, we're making a movie about homeschooling. <laughs> you know, what do you do for school? That's she great. just loves it. She's not afraid of people. And both of them have grown so much in that they've they have become real contributing members of our family economy, which uh, before your conference, we had we had interviewed Andrew Pudawa early on, and he talked about the importance of family business in homeschooling and what mm-hmm. a benefit it is that homeschooling allows families to work together, uh, to produce together, that, to, you know, mm-hmm. serve the family in a mission. And then we heard Kevin Swanson talk about the same thing and Ray Perry talk about the same thing at the Life Schooling Conference. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, when we were hearing it for the third and fourth time at the Life Schooling Conference, we were going, yeah, this is exactly what we see going on. It's so awesome. Hmm. When Andrew Kudawa talked about it early on, we were like, oh, that sounds neat. We should try that. <laughs> and by the time we were at your conference, uh, what, a month and a half ago, um, it had very much just become a part of our lives. And so that's right. been beautiful just seeing how well the girls are able to contribute. And what a blessing it is to Yvette and I that we're able to share that important part of our family with them. And and I love the fact that they get to be involved at this young age in very real work for the Lord that they feel called to and that that they feel like they're serving Him and not us. Mm -hmm. That's great. And even in other ways, like um, Brooklyn has been doing reading lessons with Lacey because we were actually working on our fundraising campaign right now. We've been super, super busy. And so we, we're doing school three days a week, um, and then we work three days a week, though the girls are with us all the time. Um, but on the days that I have to work, Brooklyn has really taken on the responsibility of helping Lacey with her schoolwork. Hmm. And it's really neat. And even though it's it's the school end of it, it's really helping the family business because it's allowing me to be able to make phone calls and send right. emails and correspond with people and all of that. So it's a different aspect of business, but um, it's given Brooklyn a, a huge responsibility. And, you know, of course, I, I make sure she's <laughs> doing it the right way, but, um, <laughs> you know, she really has taken ownership of that and she it makes her feel like she's really important and needed, which she is. And right. so that's been another huge blessing of being able to have her do school with Lacey and help her with that. That's neat. Well, I love, love, love your story. I love what you're doing. There's really nothing like this movie. And I, I loved going back to something you were saying earlier about the mission of the movie, the fact that this is something you can give to people that don't know anything Mm -hmm. about homeschooling. So many homeschooling families struggle with friends and family members who are like, what are you doing? Are you really qualified? And all that kind of stuff. And what about socialization? You know, the big question that we all laugh at. (laughs) But, you know, to to have something tangible to just hand Mm -hmm. someone, here, watch this. (laughs) Don't don't make me get into a discussion. Just watch this movie. (laughs) You know? That's our, our prayer. I mean, there are so many different parts of the movie that um, the Lord has put on our hearts that we've hit and um, and that's definitely one of the biggest ones is to and not just to encourage those to 
give it to their family members and so on. But mm-hmm. to encourage those families who are in the midst of it, those, those moms who are, you know, in the middle of the school year and they are struggling and they feel like, I don't know that I can do this another day, you know, much right. less another year. Um, we want to encourage those moms too. And, and so we have interviewed a lot of families from those who have just started homeschooling and they're in their first year of homeschooling to those who have graduated all of their kids through homeschool and their kids are graduated from college. We've interviewed um, uh, adults who were homeschooled as kids and talked about their experience. And, um, and then we've interviewed a whole bunch of experts. And so we really want people to get a very broad view of what homeschooling really is and really encourage those families that you can do this. That God is going to give you everything that you need and he's going to equip you in every way. And Yep, there's going to be holes and gaps, and guess what? God's going to fill those in. If you're obedient, if God is calling you to do this, and he wants you to homeschool, he will literally give you everything you need to do it well. And it won't be perfect, and you're always going to feel like you're failing at something (laughs) because everyone does. Um, And it's one of the best parts of some of the interviews that we've done is talking to these moms who, um, Connie Albers, I don't know if you know who she is, but she's just a wonderful woman. She homeschooled all five of her kids from kindergarten all through, all the way through high school. And, um, you know, she said, I, I didn't know what I was doing sometimes, but I just showed up. I got up in the morning and I did what I felt like God was calling me to do. And guess what? All her kids turned out great. You know, I mean, they <laughs> love Jesus. They all went on to college. They are successful um, adults now, you know, who are serving the Lord in all different ways. And, um, she just showed up every day and so sometimes that's what it is we don't have to have a master's degree in education in order to educate our children and um and so it's been great it's been a really exciting encouragement for us in knowing that okay well we can do this too and a lot of people think well when i get to the high school years i'm not going to be able to continue doing this Right. Yes, you can. <laughs> I mean, yeah. There are so many, you know, there just are so many options out there for yeah. parents nowadays that you're not alone. You know, a community is huge. Um, finding a group of other like-minded families who will come alongside of you and encourage you and help you. Yeah. And, you know, the Bible talks a lot about community. There's No one ever said you had to do this alone. Exactly. And um, we shouldn't do it alone. We need to be coming alongside one another and loving each other and encouraging each other other and so that is really um you know one of the purposes of the movie is to encourage and and then equip yeah parents to do this so yeah well Hmm. it it definitely is going to do that i'm i'm sure it will and just very excited about it can't wait to watch it and where where can people go to to learn more about it and to kind of keep an eye on what you're doing sign up for your mailing list yeah schoolhouserocked.com it's got an ed at the end of it schoolhouserocked.com and we would love it if people would sign up for our mailing list um making a movie like this is a huge undertaking and we're right in the middle of it so we love to be able to uh keep in touch with people and ask people for uh encouragement and for feedback and for prayer and uh just to keep them up to date with what's going on so uh it's really easy to sign up for our mailing list it's all over our website um, but yeah, and also on Facebook, where um, we have the page is Schoolhouse Rocked. Yeah, on Facebook as well, they can follow us on there, and um, we often have videos. There's a couple of videos of you and I on yes. there <laughs> uh, chatting, and so um, people can go on there and see some of the different videos that we've done. Uh, and there, a lot of them are just Facebook live videos and things, but kind of keep up to date on what we have going on through Facebook as well. Yeah, awesome. 
Well, thank you so much, Garrett and Yvette, for coming on the show. And we're going to wrap it up for today. Thank you for having us. It's been so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's life as a life schooler. We'll catch you guys next.